Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Shift. I hope you've had a lovely week and I hope you're all well. This week's guest is Des Bishop. So for the OG listeners, um, it's just an exciting catch-up episode. It's loads of fun. We just have the chats. We just catch up over the past year. And then for anybody who's a new listener, if you didn't listen to the first year of episodes, me and Des started the podcast together and Des stopped doing the podcast about a year ago. And then he was on in like August just for a quick catch-up and now back today as well. And for you guys, Des Bishop is a super famous comedian in Ireland based here now from New York City originally. And he's engaged to Hannah Burner, who is a reality star and comedian. She was on the show Summer House, which Des was in for like a hot second. Uh, so we briefly chat about that. So just if you're wondering what we're talking about when we say Summer House. But other than that, we just chat about his relationship, when he got engaged, what it's like living with somebody, what it's like dating a younger comedian, what it's da- like dating a younger person in general. And yeah, we just, have, we just have the chats and Des gave some great insight as well and some advice. So you know enjoy the episode if you want to watch the video for it it's on the patreon so patreon forward slash the shift podcast every week i struggle to say that <laughs> too many s's but there's a lot of solo episodes up there so every week there's a solo episode that comes out monday or tuesday and um, the videos for all the episodes are up there as well and then i put up my stand-up usually like once a month just like jokes in progress and just like a 10 minute video and oh also my current boyfriend was on last week's episode so that was a lot of fun it was actually great because I've always thought like doing the podcast and stuff would be like a huge deterrent to men uh, to date me it's always been in the back of my head so I never imagined in like my wildest dreams that a guy would come on and actively talk about our you know relationship sex life all that stuff so it was a lot of fun he was great so if you want to sign up and listen to it patreon slash four short forward slash the shift podcast i can't say it and just pay what you want but other than that enjoy this episode and i'll talk to you at the end because what i was thinking is a lot of my friends broke up after the pandemic and then you two are engaged you actually had a romance from the pandemic so it might be fun to talk a little bit about it if that's okay sure you're the yeah. boss go for it well uh how are you firstly <laughs> <laughs> i'm good i'm good it's uh it's the summer again yeah and not that much has changed other than we're doing shows, but I'm back out in West Hampton and it's kind of, you know, I'm, I'm back in, in, in that routine. The only negative is that I tore my groin doing... uh, just playing tennis in February. And it's been since February to now, nearly six months. And uh, uh, I've, I haven't made that much improvement. So it's a little bit depressing because as you know, I got through the pandemic by playing a lot of beach volleyball. And then I got into tennis when the, you know, when the winter came. And uh, so it, it's not ideal. Oh, I'm sorry. I've no. But other than that, everything's good, Katie. That's good. And um, last time we spoke to you, you were kind of like the last episode you've been on. You were like, oh, I've started this. I'm really happy. But it was kind of quiet relationship. And now it's like you're engaged to Hannah. <laughs> Wow, really? Because that's funny. It's just a coincidence because this is not why you asked me on the podcast. But my first date with Hannah uh, was on July 11th, which is in uh, what is it? Today's the sixth. So in five days, so it'll be a year since I met Hannah. That's amazing. So I didn't realize that that's when we finished up right around then. Mm-hmm. Um, I. Uh, yeah, so that was like. Well, there was a lot going on at, at that time. We don't have to do a full run through. But anyway, needless to say, it worked out. And we did get <laughs> engaged in the meantime. 
I think I tore my grind right after I got engaged. <laughs> yeah, because you started playing tennis because Hannah likes. She, is she the one I, who introduced you to tennis? Well, actually, no, well, no. Uh, they actually a lot of the volleyball guy. This is very boring. <laughs> but a lot of my volleyball buddies actually played tennis. Uh, but by the time they had started to ask me what I'd be interested in playing, I had already met Hannah. So it was kind of a, a perfect storm of actually she was in Summer House. She was actually filming at that time, so she wasn't around. However, it was still fun to be able to say to her, yeah, I was playing and, you know, uh, she was giving me tips and stuff. But then when she got out, I had already fully got the bug and she started trying to help me to get better. But unfortunately, you know, as I kept playing, I kept getting worse and worse. My groin absolutely paying no attention to it, which is a classic mistake that I've made so many times in my life. Like you think you learned, but I never learned. I ignored, ignored, ignored. Uh, and she's so good. She was literally like a pro that a couple of times I would when playing with her alone, I would try to keep up with her, which, of course, was what I wanted. I wanted her to run me all over the court, you know, uh, and, you know, she can just put it wherever she wants. And I would try to get it. And it was very exciting for me. I was having a great time. But eventually I did it too much and I, I tore my groin and I tore my groin really bad and still ignored it for two weeks. I still waited a couple of days and then played again. And then it got worse. And I waited a couple of days. And then literally one time I couldn't walk. So it's all on me. And this was all a year ago and it's still bothering you. No, this is that February was when it was like done. Dunzo. Okay. Shit. Well, but you know, it's, known... over. it's the pandemic, man. I'm 45 <laughs> years old. Yes. And when I came here, March 18th, 2020, and there was nothing going on. And I, I played sports nearly every single day to keep my mind sane for nonstop from like April until February. I played sports nearly every single day as if I was a professional athlete, not to professional athlete standard, just to a professional athlete's duration. Didn't do any stretching. I didn't do any, you know, strengthening of the parts of your body that you should strengthen. I ignored every tweak, every like literally, if you believe in God, God couldn't have sent me more warnings. And I ignored them all until literally i couldn't walk yeah but that's very that's the irish in you for sure that's very i don't know if it's the irish or the or man, man or that's the man my family but <laughs> i i am i'm 100 guilty of uh all the things you're not meant to do and I, I know this is very boring this is very much middle-aged man shit that i'm talking about here but can i just say that when you actually go to like a physical therapist which i've been doing and you start to do the rehab and all the strengthening stuff that they do like Literally, you realize that I've been like ignoring so many parts of my body, like all the things that you need as you get older to support the other parts of your body. I've been completely ignoring like how I thought I would get away with what I was doing is, is uh, mind boggling. Now that I now that I realize how weak so many parts of my body are. Wait, so this can be uh, chalked up to one of the negatives of dating someone younger as well. <laughs> you probably feel younger. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, you, would, you would say that, except that, you know, I, like I was, this was happening to me playing beach volleyball before I met Hannah. And had I not met Hannah, I was actually, I was playing tennis with other guys. So this was coming regardless. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I was ignoring this. It probably just sped it up. That's yeah. all. The old there's there's not that first of all Hannah's not that yeah I mean Hannah's twenty nine you know yeah she's so been... she she's she's younger than me she's fifteen years younger fifteen and a half years younger than me but she's not at an age where our energies are that different you know I mean maybe she has a touch more ambition uh, <laughs> but the the reality is that she's just much better than me at tennis it's it's really <laughs> very little to do with her age yeah. and much more to do with her tennis ability. Okay, well, I'm glad that your groin injury would have been more fun if it was a sex thing. <laughs> okay, well, of course, everybody always says that. Oh, of course, you're with a younger woman, but no, it's unrelated. It was unrelated to uh, to our sex life, and luckily enough, hasn't really affected our sex life. I think there's only been like two times where she wanted to do like a particular thing, and I was like, I just can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> what's the particular thing i can't no like a particular position i mean uh i i, I don't know I, I i don't have a recollection it, it uh, this it's, it was nothing it's super adventurous it was literally just down to like i can't support your weight in that position <laughs> or something to that effect you know it, it, it was it was it was it was very much to do with whatever 
whatever way we were going to do it. Okay. Well, that's, that's great. Cause last time you were on, um, it was pretty much it was, like you had stopped and then two months later you came back and you're like, it's kind of secretive. I'm going to go do this thing. And then you were on summer house. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, well, you know, and I only yeah. did that for her, you know? Yeah. Which is- I was very, I mean, I don't know if you remember, but I was very deep in that, you know, honeymoon phase, puppy love infatuation. Yeah. I was also very excited because I kind of knew that, she was like a very good match for me. Like it had been a very, very long time since. And I, I've, I've met plenty of great people over the years, but it had been a very long time since I felt like, oh, I could, you know, this is somebody I could spend the rest of my life with kind of a feeling, you know? So uh, I was, I was very in it. And that, that, that summer situation was just so negative for us because we had made this very quick connection, but you know, we'd only hung out a few times. And I was just so eager to to take, you know, to see her again and take it to the next level. And then she was in this, you know, shitty summer house situation. So that kind of added to my desire. But with that desire to see her again came the stupidity of going into a reality show to see her again, which, you know, like all in all was kind of a positive experience just because like, God, I've learned so much about a part of the entertainment industry that I knew nothing about. However, at the same time, I, I would have preferred not to have like these, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to get myself in trouble in terms of things that I'm not supposed to say contractually, but let's just say that I'm, I'm not too interested in a, uh, a version of my life that doesn't match up with the version that I experienced. <laughs> So yeah, yeah. the fact that we had to deal a little bit with that wasn't ideal, but that's just like an occupational hazard of her job, which was reality TV. It wasn't my job. I wasn't getting paid. I was just going in there for fun, you know, but it's, we actually had so much fun in that house. And like, you know, I actually had a good time with all those people. They chose to, they chose to, in terms of what went out on the TV, they chose to make it look like there was like a lot of drama, which there actually wasn't like yeah. at all. Uh, you know, and Hannah and I were just like two people that were dying to see each other. But you, you're, that that part is out of your control. And in, in truth, I really don't care because like my, I don't need like some Bravo reality fans to have an opinion positive or negative on my relationship with Hannah. I have my relationship with Hannah and that's all good. But because I went in there, <laughs> there are people that have opinions. <laughs> yeah. It was like very quick as well for it to be then in the limelight. Cause you guys were kind of quiet. And then all of a sudden it's like all these people having these opinions. It's like very stressful. Yeah. But in fairness, like that didn't come like we were actually by the time the majority of well, certainly by the time I was actually on the TV, we were already engaged. And, you know, she moved in. Uh, she moved into my house like the beginning of October full time. I mean, she was here a lot anyway, but she was living with me full time since the beginning of October. So even by the time that that show started airing, you know, we were, she was living with me for nearly four months. Yeah. So like by the time that stuff started coming out, it was just like, whatever, you know, we, we've like, we've moved on so much, you know, like at the end of the day, like all I cared about when I was in there was just like having fun with her and we had loads of sex and it was a great time. Uh, I don't really, they didn't want to show it that way. They, they kind of wanted to show it some other way, but like that, that's, I don't care. You know, there's nothing I could do about that. That's that's they, they have their needs for the, you know, for the TV show, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I do feel like when someone's like doing really well and they're happy and then engaged as well. So happy in all aspects, people are just like, oh, let's take it down for a sec, which is really annoying. Well, it's more complicated than that because timing wise, a lot of that stuff was edited before the engagement. But it's it's really just more to do with the crazy world of reality TV. Uh, so it it's, it's it's kind of like irrelevant because it's it's basically like trying to base your life on. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it would be like you know, people judging you on like your jokes as if that's like who you are as a person. Yeah, you know what I mean? Do that. They do that though. You're like, it's not real. I just made that up. No, well, exactly. But that's what I mean. Like if you got <laughs> yeah. caught up in it, 
you'd literally lose your mind in our business, in this yeah. business of entertainment. If you got caught up in everybody's perception of everything that you do, then it's a very difficult life. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Wait, but so Hannah said something on a thing and she was like, you know, when you know, me and Tori just talked about this last week. That's why I want to, while I remember this, ask you this because we were reading like bad uh, dating advice and it says, you know, when you know. And she said to me about the guy I'm seeing now, she was like, oh, didn't you just know when you knew? And I was like, no, for the first three weeks, I was very confused. <laughs> I wasn't sure. Uh, but now I'm very happy. But when I saw her and you guys are very much like a, you had a quick and you're still together. So it wasn't just a whirlwind romance because it's a year later. Well, I think I think there's no there's no uh, what's the word? Nothing is written in stone on the whole one. You know, you know, because <laughs> I think I think because actually, you know, I was doing some therapy around that time, you know, because anxiety was through the roof with this bloody show. So I actually got I got a Ursula Carlson recommended a therapist who was in Australia, but we were doing it remotely and we were talking a lot about anxiety but we're also talking a lot about relationships and the whole thing is that like there's so much hormonal shit going on i actually ended up doing an episode on, on my own podcast about this a lot of hormone stuff going on when you meet somebody new and so it's very hard to make sense of what you're feeling because actually a lot of it is just science you know and when that stuff settles down uh you, there's everything to figure out compromise and you know, like your own compatibility long-term. So actually you have this feeling when you know, you know, which is a fantastic feeling to have, but it's not more honest than your feeling of not sure, spend some time. And then I actually really like this guy or her. I can't remember. I don't know who in that situation was having that feeling, but basically what I'm saying is that like, it's always going to be long-term, you know, some people, will tell you they're married for life. And when they met first, they were just friends. And then slowly they fell in love. And then other people they met and they were married within six months. They're still together. Then other people they meet, they have that when you know, you know, feeling it's a whirlwind. And next thing you know, uh, seven months later, like it's over, you know? So you yeah. just, I, I don't think that it's really written in stone. I think there's any number of, of ways that you can, you know, have that journey. I don't believe in soulmates and all that stuff. Like I, I, I just, I just knew personally when I met Hannah that we were a good match. And that was a little bit of wisdom that went with it too, in my opinion, which was I've been around the block a number of times. And the things that for me have always turned out to be most important are sexual attraction uh, and making each other laugh. Both those things were there. So I knew that I was onto a winner. And also, Hannah's the first comedian. So what made you kind of go, okay, well, I'm going to put that aside and date a comedian? Well, because I'm sure... I didn't I didn't make a decision on dating a comedian. I just oh. met Hannah. <laughs> okay. But you, you know, know, she was out here in the pandemic. And I just said, do you want to meet for coffee? I was just following her. Yeah. You know, I wasn't even really... I'd never seen her do stand-up. I didn't know her from comedy. I didn't know her at all. I just happened to be following her. Yeah. So... I just was like, do you want to meet for coffee? I wasn't, I was just kind of bored actually. There was no, there was no planning that went on. Other oh than yeah. And that's not what I mean. But I mean, once you found out she was a comedian, there is that decision to kind of go, okay, well we might work together in the future. Is no, this, I didn't think about it. Yeah, like, fuck it. It's a pandemic. Uh, yeah. I mean, I wasn't that, I, I, I really wasn't concerned about that at all. I mean, first of all, we didn't have to think about it in the short term because we were still in the middle of the pandemic and you know, in the long term it's 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 totally fine i mean we always have that to talk about you know yeah. it's not it, it actually it's not really a thing we do some shows together that's fun but we also most of the time don't work together so you know we, we did the q a we did some q a's together in the governors in long island and there was fun like we we have a good rapport which is a which is a bonus you know, but like in the city, we don't really work together. I can't watch her the same as I can't watch Aiden. I just can't watch people I'm close to. I get the anxiety is too high. That's what my dad says as well. He can't watch. He can't watch the boys play football or me doing comedies. It's like, yes. Yeah. yeah. But on the, can I also say that on the flip side, I suffer more, I feel, from people I'm close to watching me than others. Like some people don't care. Like actually, I don't think Hannah really cares. Hannah doesn't care that much when people she knows are watching her, but like it, it affects me. I don't love it, but I certainly also don't love watching people that I know. Yeah. I can't, you know, like <laughs> you're when just she a was real on, empath. You're like, when she was <laughs> on governors, she was on a governor's like, I would just go out for one or 
two minutes just to make sure everything's okay. But then I was just, I couldn't, I can't take it. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's, I'm an empath or a fucking brutal critic. One or the other. It just, all I know is it gives me anxiety. You know? Okay. You're probably both. <laughs> because I can tell you one thing. I can tell you one thing for sure is this is nothing to do with Hannah. This is just to do with people in our business in general. I, I'm way, I'm very personally critical of my own performances, but on the flip side, sometimes people come off stage and they just talk about this amazing show that they just had that I happen to have seen. And this is not Hannah, by the way, this is just in general. Yeah. And I'm always like, really, that's a good show to you. Cause to me, I'd be fucking punching a wall right now. <laughs> like, well, I have a very high, high standard for a good show. Well, there is delusions as well. And I've seen that myself where people have come off and they've been like, oh, they're fucking hot. And I'm like, you bomb. You got one. <laughs> <laughs> they clapped at that one political thing you said. It wasn't even a joke. I know. <laughs> I know. But anyway, it's that that part is fun. And it's, you know, it hasn't been going on that long, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but and there's also then that respect for, you know, she's gone away like my, my previous long relationship in my life like my, the most serious relationship i had there was a little bit of a, a lack of understanding for going away and also i guess even though myself and hannah are in the same field uh, myself in a long time ago relationship we were in separate fields but they were also kind of creative fields there was this sense of whose ambition is more important kind of a thing you know and perhaps she, this is not a criticism because I, I, you know, she, she would have way more criticism to me than I would have of her. But what I mean is like, there was kind of like maybe like a lack of respect for the importance of my job versus the importance of hers. I don't mean as a personal job. I mean, I kind of like as an art form almost. Uh, so anyway, long story short, it's great to have, even though you could end up with a situation where you feel like you're competitive in the job. It's like, how did she get that? Actually, we just have a lot of respect for like, if she needs to go away. She goes away. I need to go away. I go away. It's not like there's just an understanding of how the business works. And actually, if you're talking about a positivity of an age gap, there's definitely a positivity of an age gap in comedians because like, I feel like if I 29 year old Des would probably just be like a little bit less comfortable with her being busier or something like that. Whereas like 45 year old Des is like, I'm good. Like hustle away. Cause I'm, you know, I'm, I'm grand. <laughs> My groin disorder. Go away for a weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, like, so that's actually kind of healthy. And also whether this is my age or just my personality, I quite enjoy the fact that she's like, when I was Hannah's age, I had already been doing comedy for eight years. Hannah's a lot newer than that at her age. So I quite enjoy like helping her develop. And, you know, and I don't mean that in a condescending way, but like I just enjoy a touch of uh, mentoring and also just like passing on the mistakes that I've made that possibly she might not make, uh, you know, or also even just like stuff with like material, just like thinking like, there's a chance that I could try to make a joke of hers better. And actually I'm still gaining from that because it's our life together. Do you know what I mean? Like, like there's a sense of helping her, which is like helping us. Yeah. It's you understand what I success. Absolutely. Plus as well, it's great for her because anytime an, uh, a more experienced comic does pass down advice, it does help you skip. Like, it's like, okay, great. I don't have to make that mistake. Or even when you're on stage, you're like, oh, this is what they were talking about. So it is. Yeah, and of course, it's not always true. And there's negatives to that sometimes where you could possibly project uh, an insecurity or or you could project a, a perception of a mistake that you made in the past that you don't want her to make. That's actually not relevant to her life or times have changed. You know, so of, of course, it's not a perfect science. You know what I mean? But I think in general, somebody with whatever, 19, uh, 24 years experience in, in comedy. And generally, you're going to be able to pass that on. Now, I have to say that it's not a one way street because I get quite inspired by the ambition. Like, it's nice to be around somebody who's like hungry and that's helpful. And also, obviously, in terms of just social media and stuff like that, you know, even though there was a time where I was very on top of social media in terms of like understanding it, you know, it evolves quite quickly and it's fun to be around somebody who's just like, like that little bit more in touch with it. Not to mention just like, I can't keep up with 
trends and who's who's and she's a lot more on top of that so i actually it, it helps me quite a lot too yeah i saw you post a- memes once you two got together i was like look at this. yeah in fairness i had posted a few memes before we met but my memes are always like middle-aged man memes i post like a, a picture of a building and make like an architecture joke um oh yeah let's learn from your memes <laughs> yeah I, had, I did that meme with the learn and laugh the, the building in uh, williamsburg and it's like it looks like a, a pair of pants you know but there's a big gap in the middle so it's like it's like two towers that are connected at the top and there's a big gap in the middle. And my meme was when your architect didn't play Tetris, you know, which is just like so funny to like people who paid Tetris. But like it didn't do anything. Nobody got it. Nobody cared. I played Tetris. Like three architects fucking were like oh, so funny. <laughs> Those are my memes, yeah. you know, but no, no, just in general. She's just like she's good at that stuff. She's on she's on top of it. And uh, that that's that's quite uh, that's it. Uh, quite inspiring for for me so it's not just a one-way street but for the stand-up stuff which is what she's really focused on right now i definitely am, a, am a, can help out yeah it is i'm dating a comedian now but i've never dated a comedian before not properly and it is fun being able to like work on each other's jokes and a lot because a lot of time as well they're talking about oh. jokes about you and you're like well i can give you some real insight <laughs> yeah i mean there was like well, the joke, <laughs> the joke that we've said before, which is like our running joke is like, I'm not I'm not wild about being super public about relationships. This has been the only relationship in my life that I've actually been public about at all. And I have to say, from the experience of being public and how negative that can be, I would say that my instinct was always correct. And I will be going back to that instinct. I know that we're talking about the relationship right now, but in general, I'm 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 going back more into my shell in terms of like our life as much as possible, which is obviously hilarious because I'm talking right now on this pod. But uh, anyway, um, but our, our running joke is that when I met Hannah first, before she went into Summer House, you know, she's the opposite of me. Like she was like basically taking every like even when we were doing the shift full time. I really never spoke. I always spoke very vaguely about sexual experiences that I had relationships that I had. I kept it all as vague as possible. I didn't want anyone to be sort of like connected to these stories. Whereas she's the opposite. Like her stuff was just very obvious and it was all very current. And this is not a criticism. It was just, that was her way. So she went on call her daddy, which is like the largest pocket, certainly female listenership in the world. She went on call her daddy very soon after we met and gave essentially like a play by play of one of our early sexual experiences. And I had said to her before that, like, I don't love my life being public like that, you know? (laughs) And uh, so she goes on and she gives this play by play. But of course I'm anonymous at that time. I was kind of anonymous. However, her fans had figured out who I was. She had a nickname for me, which was caddy daddy uh, because I was like, she said, I like to play golf. So they called me caddy daddy. Uh, so uh, her fans very quickly figured out who Caddy Daddy was. So she goes on Call Her Daddy and she gives this play by play of our sexual experience. And she made me sound like the best lover of all time. I mean, I literally come across as like uh, 44, as I was at that time, like a 44 year old, like sexual expert. So in my mind, I was like, oh, God, she's talking about me. I don't want anyone to hear this. Then I actually listened to it and I couldn't tell enough people to listen to the episode. <laughs> I was just like, yo, you guys got a list of call her daddy, man. It's just, it's just just forward right on to 45 minutes. <laughs> You're like, I don't so know who actually, this guy is, but, you know, it sounds like a great yeah, guy. But, you know, it's it's really it's it's a double edged sword, you know, and that was all very fun. Honestly, it was all quite fun at the beginning. I did actually get a kick out of it. But there is that flip side where then people are invested in your life. They feel like they have a right to have an opinion. They contact you directly. They contact you directly about criticism of Hannah. You know, so suddenly there's just like all these people like involved in your life. I know they're strangers and it doesn't it doesn't matter. You ignore it. But I still prefer not to have it. You know what I mean? And that's why it's good to just come back to a touch of pride. You know, you come back to like like as much privacy as possible, you know. Well, then how do you guys find then when you do this? Because when you that clip you guys posted um, was talking about whether to have kids. So when you guys do that show, they're obviously asking very private questions, <laughs> very personal. Yeah, but like, I mean, the reality you... is that the joke that I said is actually a joke from yeah. uh, from my special like five years ago. So I mean, that's it, just it was, how you'll it do was perfect. It was perfect timing. Yeah. But like, like, you know, 
I think most comedians, well, sorry, like a lot of comedians my age, if they haven't had kids, will probably have a routine about wanting to have kids or not wanting to have kids. So actually, I don't consider that to be like super private. Like that would be a clip that I would put up without any concern about it reflecting our life. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, that's like, I feel like that's just like good ground for comedy. It's not very personal. You know, somebody just said, when are you going to have kids? And then, you know, we start making fun of each other, you know, so making fun of each other. I, I, I feel like that's like fine, you know? Yeah. So any questions they ask, you guys can just make make fun of it, which is. Yeah, honestly, the only thing that I we, you know, the, the, she has a lot of these like summer house fans in there and I don't get into that, you know, because I, I don't want, you know, these reality fans, uh, you know, somebody asking a like a, you know, like a tea. I didn't even know what tea was before I met Hannah. I didn't know what tea uh, was until you told me. You were like, yeah, oh, yeah. So like the, the tea, you know, so a lot of these fans love the tea. It's not a criticism, you know, because listen, I love the New York Mets. Like I, I can watch, I can read article and article and article of the New York Mets. It's not important. So anybody that criticizes a, a very, a very obsessed reality TV show fan, it's really not fair because they like I feel like it's their sport and I feel yes. like they have every right to be obsessed with it. So this is not a criticism of people that are obsessed with the tea. OK, uh, I have no problem with people I being into the tea. tea I don't want to. Prov- I know you love tea, but I don't want to be a tea brewer. I, I don't want to be the person who's, you know, suddenly there's like three blog articles about Des and Hannah were on stage and somebody asked this question about ABC and they said, you know, DEF. Like, I just I'm just done with all that. I just have no interest, like none at all. Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking, because I can't even imagine because as well. It comes back to the people not taking it as a joke and taking it seriously. And well, that's the thing. Very that's the thing. So that's why YouTube. I don't. So I just and it's all fun. There's nothing. Yeah. There's no darkness about it. But I tell them, like, we're not answering questions about summer house we're not getting into that that's not yeah. the vibe the vibe is basically like as i do q a sometimes in ireland after my shows q a's can be really fun they're at their most fun when people just ask genuine questions questions they're genuinely interested to, to learn yeah. and then you can be funny or informative depending right that's when they work best they they work worst when people try to like ask controversial questions or they try to be funny with their questions yeah. that's when they don't work but all in all we did three shows in governors uh, and uh, two of the Q and A's were amazing. The third one wasn't bad, but it was like the drunkest crowd, but it was still fine. You know, it was still good, but two of them were really fun. And, you know, in terms of content and content being the very important in our business these days, Q and A's are great because you're not really, you're not like, like if you're up there doing like 30 minutes of new material, uh, the Q&A is just going to be like throwaway stuff. So you don't have to like, you're not going to put up a clip of like your new stuff. You know what I mean? You want to try to hold on to that. So the Q&As are great for like uh, fun content to put up on Instagram, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Also, as well, it just helps you think of material when people ask you questions. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah it can. It can. But I be honestly, <laughs> the most positive thing of the Q&A for us, which, you know, is that, it's just fun. It's like fun to be on stage together. And we're not going to like, I'm not going to write like a double act with her. I'm not going to be like the Des and Hannah show. <laughs> like, hey, and you know, she's like, you know, that time, you know, like she's going to fucking set me up and I'm going to set her up. Like, I'm not into that. I've never been into that. I never wanted to do a double act. Don't really do a lot of sketches. But I do like, you know, that kind of on stage improv end of show loose banter. I do enjoy that. When did when did you get engaged? October, you said. No, she moved in in October. We got engaged on Valentine's Day, 2021. Oh, so yeah, it was just recent. 2021! Oh my God, I don't know why I thought it was ages ago. Yeah, you guys were new together. No, it's February. How did you, can I ask this? How did you propose? But this is just me being a romanticist. Uh, well, I woke her up to, oh, to the proposal on Valentine's lovely. Day. That's lovely. I, it, was, it was a wake up, happy Valentine's Day uh, proposal. But I sent her a video for her to wake up to which was like a silly song that was teeing up the proposal, which there's precedent for the silly song stuff in that that was a very, in the early part of the wooing, particularly when she was in Summer House, uh, she quite liked my silly, funny songs. Like I was using those apps, like the one that I had, you know, welcome to the shift, you know, with the, yeah. the, the, the same apps that we, I did this, the, the song with Taz and Katie, uh, whatever, <laughs> two generations with two points of view. Remember we had that song. Yeah. So uh, coming at you. So I did like a couple of funny ones for her back in the day, which she liked. 
she would like show her friends. So, of course, the wooing stops. <laughs> the effort levels drop. So it had been a while. So I kind of introed the proposal with a song. Uh, the bad news about the song was that I was being such a perfectionist with the song and I was recording it over and over that actually it kind of woke her up. So I, I didn't wake her up as much as I wanted to with the song because my my recording of the song had woken her up. So she was like, what are you doing? And I was like, nothing. And then I Let's sent the song. <laughs> But yeah, she was she was in bed and I proposed in bed and then she was like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah. And then she said, yeah, started crying. <laughs> are you serious? Why you were like, doing no, the, it's started really doing April. The invite, started doing the invite list. <laughs> I love that. But you're, you guys aren't getting married for like another year, right? Uh, well, uh, 10 months. 10 months. That's amazing. Jesus. That's so exciting. Yeah, that'll, you know, it'll, uh, that'll be like, you know, a year and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From, I mean, but it's going to fly engagement. by. Yeah. No, we have a place booked and everything. So exciting. This is so I love yeah. love. When did you guys say I love you? Now that I can ask that it's like a year later. <laughs> well, she was actually a little she was resistant to me saying it early on because you know she had all this other stuff going on. Like she was just like she had a few things to sort out before she really let go with me. It was I was a sort of an earlier letter letter goer. But uh I mean whatever. I, officially like I, I guess the I love you's came like after I visited the house, you know, that's when yeah. it became. But like it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a big thing. We were, you know, we were confident in our connection. So it wasn't like there wasn't like a big moment or anything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, the guy I'm seeing now, he said it to me, but it's like I'm just it, sometimes all that stuff makes me I really want it, but then it makes me really uncomfortable. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. I just well, I'm just I don't know. Um, I'm fine now with it, but he's like very romantic. So he was kind of annoyed that it happened like in bed and that he said it there. And he was like, I wanted like a romantic, you know, and I was like, what is And he was like, I don't know, like a park and clouds. And I was like, OK, so you're like into clouds and then he won't drop it that I keep saying. That. So I'm like, look, look yeah, I mean, listen, I love you. Know, the whole like I love you thing. It's like it's too much pressure, I think. For just, it doesn't need to, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't yeah. like it, it seems like a big deal at the time. But I, I promise you, if you guys stay together like the I love you moment is not going to be an important moment. You know? Yeah, I think I said to him, I was like, I preferred that it was in like a not a ro overly romantic. I would feel forced. It would feel just genuine. I liked that it was just like, and I think he was just like, oh, well, I had this plan. And I was like, ah. he's a lot younger than me as well. So, you know, so I'm like the opposite. <laughs> of you guys. Yeah, nice. good for you, Kate. Five years younger. Five so, years. Nearly nice. five, yeah. But that's like the same. 15 years from guy to girls. Yeah, I know. The it's same the same. As five years from girl <laughs> to guy. Because guys are just immature. Yeah, and he's the most mature guy I've dated, but he's, uh, I don't know why. I don't know why. We'll see as we go along. But so far, yeah, everything's he's a comic. Gonna, yeah, he's a comedian. Yeah. He's going to bring you up for abusing your power. Yeah, you know, well, if it whatever. doesn't work out, he'll be like, yeah, she abused her power with me. I just wanted to get on her podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's been on my Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't made it to the podcast yet <laughs> uh no that's great yeah i mean i i think the i love you thing yeah whatever you know i feel like you know i i think at the time it feels like a big deal but after a while it's just like whatever you know yeah. that's not the big moment you know i, what I don't, is the big I don't what what is the big moment well when you meet is a fucking big moment <laughs> and then when you commit to each other i feel like that's more important than i love you that's true Committing to each other that's, that's a big moment and that's the big question that listeners always ask, like, when do you commit? When do you have the exclusive talk and all of that? And I feel like there's an extra layer here because people say exclusive and then commit. Yeah, I mean, I think really, honestly, that's that's all situational, you know, it's down yeah. to the individuals where you're at in your relationship. I don't think there's a, a particularly right time. There's only a right time in relation to the situation, you know, and you yeah. kind of, you you know, you you know, if you're starting to feel like you need that, then that is the right time to bring it up. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work out, but I do think that is the right time to bring it up when you feel like that's important, you know? And if they resist that, then at least you have the information to know, are you happy to continue without the commitment or are, do you, you know, are you not? And that's, what's good about that. But that, that moment is different for everybody, you know? Yeah, I agree. I agree. And people will be like, Oh, you know, like a time limit, like three months before you commit. And then other people will be like, three months, you should have said I love you. Everybody has these different yeah. completely. <laughs> because I've had so things. many different scenarios in my life. I just feel like 
each one of them, it was fine, you know, and I'm sure maybe some people were frustrated with me or maybe I was frustrated with somebody, but like, it certainly wasn't uniform. That's for sure. It, 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 it didn't, it didn't, it didn't hit the calendar in the same week every time. That's for sure. And then, you know, other big moments are like moving in. Like that's a big deal. You know, I didn't really, I'd never really lived with somebody. I actually owned a place with somebody, but we, we were in a long distance relationship. She lived in it and I didn't really live in it. I would visit it. But, you know, so even though it was like my place, I wasn't really living with her. So this is the first time I've like lived with somebody. How are you? How did you find that when you first started moving in together? Well, we first started moving. We first living together. It was like it didn't feel real because it's the pandemic and she moved in here. And it was just like, you might as well be here as at your parents, you know, because we're in the middle of this pandemic. Um, but, you know, now that like we're back doing comedy and she moved into like, like she actually no longer has a lease in Long Island City. So she moved her shit into my apartment in the city. Uh, you know, th- th- like that, that feels more like we're living together. But like, I, I, I like it personally. I love it because I like I don't know. I kind of like the structure of it, actually. I like finishing my shows and checking in to be like, I'll be home. <laughs> it kind of suits me. The, the anchor kind of suits me. I don't know how to describe it. Like, I don't think living together is romantic. Living together is like practical, you know? And it was it's a practicality that I used to fear, actually, because I used to feel like it would feel like a like an anchor. But actually, these days, I, I, I kind of like it. Like, I you know you finish a show and you're just like, I'm going home. You know, you don't have this sense of like, what am I going to do now? You know? Yeah. So there's, there's a lot, there's a lot about it that, that I, that I quite like. The only negative is that we're, I'm, I've always been messy. I've been with myself my whole life and I am more than aware that I am a messy guy. Uh, and if I always thought that I should, I should settle with somebody who's not messy to motivate me to not be messy. Uh, and despite the fact that, Hannah is the one. She is not neat. <laughs> so we have a messy problem. Yeah, but We're at both... least then you're not fighting about one being messy. I don't know, man. I'm actually pretty good at being clean when I need to be clean for somebody else. I'm just not, I can't be clean for myself. And because she's just as messy, we're, we're both just happy to live amongst our mess. So that's the only thing. We're, we're fucking slobs. It's fine. Two slobs. Now we're not dirty. Like it's just <laughs> clothes like and shit. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. just clothes and stuff. Uh, but still, like we're we're not we're not that organized naturally, you know. So that 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 that's the only negative about our living together. I have to say, and this is quite a privileged sentence, but because I have a house on the beach and an apartment in the city, <laughs> there are a lot of times still now where we're not together. We used to be together all the time. Pandemic together, which was never a problem. We didn't get sick of each other. Uh, Now, not as much because she's a little bit more inclined to do as many shows as possible because she's the early part of her career. I still like to take my days out by the beach. So there's a lot of times where we're not actually together. Uh, And that's also good. Just, you know, it's like we have our own space. So the whole thing is quite settled down into quite a nice little routine but still at the end of the day we're not even together a year so there's there's still plenty of challenges to come i'm I'm not naive about that you know yeah but also a lot of couples were together years and then a year in a pandemic and it broke them up whereas you guys got to be in the most intense there's no reason for any couple to ever have to spend that much time together and you got to do it and got to see that you're okay and then yeah but you know that's well and good except that we were together all the time in a pandemic right in the honeymoon phase where you just can't get enough (laughs) of each other and you think each other's farts smell great but i don't think her farts smell good anymore like her farts now smell like farts so that 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 phase is over you know yeah. uh but but what i'm saying is that like i do think if you have been with somebody for a long time and then you're stuck in the pandemic like i do think that that can exaggerate your frustrations with each other yeah, i do think yeah. that was a very difficult challenge and i'm not surprised that it split some couples up it wasn't a challenge for us because we were just so happy to be together and it was also novel Neither of us really had lived with somebody before. So it was so novel to be with each other and to live each other's life and to go to, you know, Target and Home Goods and, you know, do stuff. You know, it was all so exciting. So, like, I can really appreciate how difficult it was for a lot of couples 
I don't compare my experience to theirs. Also as well, with Hannah being a comedian, this thought just came into my head. Like if you were to date a regular 29 year old or 28 or 30, they might want to go out a bit more. Like I know myself, I don't want to go out because I'm doing shows. I'm tired afterwards. So it kind of makes you, it makes you older. If that makes sense. You're yeah. I mean, I think, I think, I think that's not just because she's a comedian. I'm just lucky in that. She's really not a big, she's not a big drinker. She's like, it's not important to her that stuff like social stuff isn't that important it, like it is important to some people and trust me there's plenty of comics oh, where true. it is important to them too you know so that's just that that is just a, a a lucky thing i mean actually she's the opposite she's worse than me like she will literally sit around and do nothing like all day every day like she'll work hard but like when she's not working she'll happily just sit around and do nothing like watch tennis matches from three years ago on the tennis channel I'm, I'm i'm a little bit more inclined to like want to do something you know so uh that that is definitely not a stress in our relationship of like her wanting to go out and get drunk and me not wanting to go out that is uh, that is definitely not a stress at all which is great i just have to i just have to pull her off the couch sometimes because i you know i want her to get some sun <laughs> and what about you getting up so early has that <laughs> oh well she's she's also not an early riser she's a uh she sleeps in so that's the other reason why actually when we were together uh you know like all the time people are like oh you must be like with each other all the time but actually i have my three to four hours every morning my time and she has her three to four hours at <laughs> night where i'm asleep so actually half the day we were not together you know so that also is not a problem. Like she's the good thing about her, which is I'm definitely more of an asshole when it comes to this stuff. Not an asshole, but I'm just a light sleeper. I'm just like I can wake up easily. So in the evening, like if I've fallen asleep, like I will be I'm a little bit more sensitive to like her waking me up than like me getting up in the morning, going to do something or even like putting on the TV. Like nothing stirs her until she's properly up. I'm not like that. I'm a little more sensitive on the sleep front. So for me, it's that's no stress. I mean, sometimes for her, she probably feels a little stressed out, tiptoeing around me at night. But it, 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 in, in general, that, that we haven't had any real problems with that. Uh, the guy I'm seeing now, he gets up and talks in the middle of the night. So that's very stressful. Last night he got up and he was just 6 a.m. standing over me. <laughs> And I was like, what are you doing? He was like, I'm making breakfast. And I was like, it's 6 a.m. And he was like, he's just, he was just talking to me. And eventually he went back to sleep. Oh, so, but he doesn't know? No, it's happened a few times. He doesn't know. The other night. Oh, he's, he's, sleep, he's sleepwalking. Yeah, but his eyes are open. The other night he woke me up telling me that there's not two of them and not to worry. <laughs> wow. So that's like a thing. Mark Perpiglia has a whole show about that. It's crazy. It's like, and it's kind of annoying because it's like, ugh, now I've just been woken up for this like thing that's not making sense. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the other night the other night hannah i was asleep and hannah had been away hannah did shows in philadelphia but i didn't want to go because it was fourth of july weekend so she came back whatever sunday night she was here out in west hampton and i had gone to sleep early and then she had left her phone in the car so she had to get the car key so she woke me up and she was like i'm sorry where's the car key and I was like, oh, fuck, Hannah's back. <laughs> I got the car key. I gave her the car key. I like, in my mind, I was like, fucking Hannah, fucking waking me up. And then like, she said, like, I was gone within 30 seconds. <laughs> but I had this moment where I was like, fuck's sake, Hannah's back. And I was like, gone. <laughs> but yeah, no, we don't have, we don't have too many, we don't have too many fights on that front. That's great. But, you know. Yeah, I liked it. She's she gets a lot more sleep than I do. If I slept like she did, like I would be a lot happier in my comedy life. Like at my busiest times in comedy, if I could have slept in like Hannah sleeps in, I would have just found it all so much easier. I just can't sleep in. But you just can't sleep in because your brain, not because of like no, because of my something. circadian rhythm. Oh, that's like the oh, what's it called? Like my natural sleeping time is really like 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. That's oh, like, and so you're that's doing when my body late. really wants to yeah. leave. Like if I want to get eight hours of sleep, I have to go to bed at nine. Like I woke up at 1 p.m. today. So. Like I've just I haven't <laughs> I, it's a very, very rare time in my life that I've ever slept at 1 p.m. And that is even at like the, the supposed adolescent years where you're supposed to sleep later. Like even in my adolescence, I didn't sleep in. I'm just not a sleeper in her. It's just it's who I am. 
Yeah, that's my one. That, if I ever decide to have kids, which I probably won't, that, I don't want to go to Burley. I don't want to have to get up at 6 a.m. for a kid and then the whole my vagina. Oh, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm made for kids. Not, not that I'm dying to have a kid or anything, but like I have a dad's body clock. I got a mom's body clock. I like <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be the morning guy. If that day ever comes, I'm going to be the morning guy and I'm going to be more than happy with it. You know? Yeah, that's perfect. Like, I know I'm going to be tired when I have a kid. I, I don't think that like I'm going to be immune to the like, I'm so I've never been more tired in my life, but I am pretty sure then I'm going to be at least slightly less tired than a lot of my friends when they had their first kids, because I definitely have a, a, a made to have kids circadian rhythm. And I'm just used to functioning. I, I'm just used to getting up at 5 a.m. on the regular. Like I can be I can be ready to go. If I wake up at five o'clock, I'm like fully functioning by 5 or 5 a.m. That's just that's my time to shine. Yeah, I'm going to be a monster for like three. I'm going to hate my child. Yeah, no, I'm good, man. I'm ready to go, man. I'm ready to go. I'm really terrible at like after nine. Unless I'm working after nine, I'm like, I'm not good. I'm not I'm not functioning at a high level. Which is fine. Well, that, that's it. I don't have any other questions. It was just great to catch up. Well, it's just, as, it's just as well because I have to drop Hannah to the train now. Oh, tell her I said, I feel like I know Hannah, but I don't actually. I'm like one of those... Uh, podcast listeners who's like remember that girl who came up to me at your show and was like oh you should tell that joke on stage that you were telling me and I was like what joke and she was like oh no it's just because you were in my ear <laughs> and I, I just feel like now I know Hannah via your post and my friend's post but I just think about the other day and I was like I don't think we've actually ever met you haven't met Hannah yet well you'll, you'll well, see her sooner yeah well me I'm sure it's some show but um, and I have to pee as always I have to pee so it's just as well, well that we're finishing also my boobs I'm, ugh, just, I'm sweating everywhere oh god have okay, you not got air conditioning, Katie. Uh, it's in the other room, not my bedroom. No. Oh, good Lord. All right. Well, listen, nice to catch up. Yeah. I'll see you soon. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Right, talk to you later. Bye. Okay. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. And um, if you're not following Des, go follow him, Des Bishop and everything, but I'm sure you already are. And please go sign up to the Patreon, Patreon forward slash shift podcast. And I've got a couple of fun guests coming on. So if you have any questions, advice, topics you want covered, let me know. Or if there's anybody you want me to have on the podcast, let me know as well. Um, but other than that, have a lovely week. Oh, and also if you could rate, review, all of that stuff. But thanks for listening and I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.